Welcome to the LA Soccer Hub Show. My name is Gio Garcia. Today is uh, January 4th, the second uh, episode we got going on here. We're talking LAFC, man. We had uh, we saw LAFC did in the CONCACAF Champions League. Uh, went up against Tigres. They lost in an emotional game. You know, but they made an impressive run. You know, they, they had, without with everything they went through this year, they had an impressive run in the CONCACAF. And those boys should be proud of what they did. But some of the... Some of the ways and um, plays that they struggled were on the defensive end. Um, and now we're seeing that LAFC, you know, they've been linked with, uh, or it's been reported that Marco Fafan from the Portland Timbers is going to potentially join the, the LAFC. And we also had a report uh, last week before the new year started that a South Korean football player, uh, apologize if I butcher the name, but I believe it's Kim Moon Hwan. Uh, it was totally, pretty close enough. Yeah, being being linked uh, with LASC, and here to help me talk about it, uh, we got Steve Hahn from Goal. How you doing, Steve? Good. How are you, Joe? Thanks for having pretty, me. Yeah, no, pretty good. We're pretty excited uh, to have you on here. You know, just to educate us uh, on what's going on. But I want the listeners to get to know a little bit about you. The the listeners that might know might not know about you and your career, and then we'll get into uh, Kim. Yeah, so um, I've been working with Goal since uh, 2008. I started out as a writer for both Goal Korea and, you know, for the global edition as well. But now, you know, been 13 years, a lot of changes within the company as well. Um, primarily, I do my work for Goal Korea. Um, that's sort of like my, my beat, I guess. But, you know, you know, every now and then from here, from, from, from here to there, I also contribute for the global edition for Goal. And, you know, because it's such a big network, you know, sometimes my writing gets featured for like the, the French edition or our Arab edition, things like that. And those are the kind of things that are pretty cool to see when you work for a company like Goal. Yeah, Goal is, is so global and everything, that, you know, even things we're seeing, uh, Korean player for uh, Tottenham, Sonaldo, right? Son and the things that he's doing. <laughs> Um, right. It's just amazing. Uh, you know, just one quick little story. I was at the World Cup. Mm -hmm. uh, I was at the World Cup for Russia. I'm Mexican. Mm -hmm. And I was, we we had to root for Korea in order for us to advance for, oh, the, for yeah. the next round. <laughs> and, right. and I just remember just seeing that and just like, you know, when uh, Korea, I think it was, they were playing Germany, correct me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. but they ended up no, beating no, Germany, right. Germany and like, you know, Sun. And I don't know if you were there, but like Sun ended up coming out to yeah. uh, LA with LAFC. And then mm -hmm. um, I know they, they did like, uh, they, I think it was BR football did this thing where uh, what does, what does son have for, uh, for, for, for Christmas. And they did like tamales and like all Mexican different desserts and stuff. So it was really, it was <laughs> yeah, really, it was, was cool. really funny that, that yeah, they did that. Yeah. No, I was there. I was there. This was back in 2000, right after the world cup, like yep, a, right a, after, a the, world after cup. the world cup or something like that. Right. Yeah. No, I remember that. Yeah. That was cool, man. Um, it was just really cool to see LAFC do that for their fans too. You know what I mean? There's not a lot of clubs out there will take care of their fans like that. And, you know, like LAFC's got a, you know, they've got a decent sized, you know, uh, a, a Korean fan base. But, you know, obviously it's not like the majority of their fan base. So it's kind of cool to see them sort of like go out of their way to take care of their fans like that. I, I, I thought that was really cool. Nice little touch for sure. Yeah. So did you know how that came about? Did LAFC reach out to Sun or, you know, to, to bring him over? I think it was one of those things that LAFC... They, I think they reached out to Tottenham first, but you know, because Tottenham, you know, I've dealt with their PR department before, and they're probably one of the most accessible like clubs from a media standpoint. Um, and you know, their PR team does such a great job of giving their players exposure, like you know, they're, they're really good at managing things like that. And I think it just worked out 
because you know the the outreach that LAFC has and the things that they do for their fans it's you know obviously it's it's pretty well known right it's especially in the in the community and i think uh, dealing with a club like Tottenham i think that that really just worked out for them and you know son is such a you know like he's he's a personable guy you can kind of tell um when you when you see him even even through even through the media so you know i think it i think it worked out great it was like i was there because i got i've got some friends in la who are um big lafc fans and you know to to, to see them you know because i already knew going in what was going to happen because uh, Tottenham kind of let me know because that, that's how they invited me to sort of like cover the event. But a lot of my friends were there as, you know, LAFC fans. They were there for like they had no idea that this guy, you know, was 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 coming to this this this, this little get together. And that was that was sort of like that, that was really cool to see that, that you know, LAFC was doing that for them. Yeah, now now his career is just exploding in the way he's performing sure. and everything. And I know I know there's there's a big uh, Korean fan base, um, like you said. And I think some people, correct me if I'm wrong, I think some people within the organization or maybe even in the front office uh, are mm-hmm. South Korean, correct, for LAFC? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know exactly how many, but one of them, I actually know him. Uh, he's, he's, he's one of my friends, and he works for the, I think, for the branding department for mm-hmm. LAFC. So I think they've been doing a lot of collaboration with, you know, like the, 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 the football designers and the artists from, from Korea as well. I remember they were doing something like that uh, last year. You know, by last year, I meant, like, 2019 um so yeah it's it's really cool to see you know sort of like how lafc the things that they do culturally to to integrate the 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 korean american culture into their you know like the club identity maybe that's that's the better way to put it so yeah that's that's been really cool to see how do how, let me ask you how do you how do you you see uh lafc um obviously the things that they're doing with uh, with, uh, with the south korean and Obviously, we know there's a big population in L.A. because of Koreatown and, you know, just, mm-hmm. just being L.A., right? How do, mm-hmm. how do South Koreans, and whether it's South, South, Southern California or South, South Koreans around the world, see MLS, but also how do they see LAFC? It's, I think the perspective is definitely changing because, you know, I, 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 I'm assuming the, one of the biggest pet peeves for MLS fans is that, you know, people on the outside sort of look at this league as a, a, a retirement league. And, you know, I think that's that's one of the that's one of the things that has been changing, obviously, within MLS as well. But I think the way people perceive MLS, you know, out in Korea, I think the opinion has changed a lot, primarily because of because they they're now starting to see the types of players who come out of MLS that are making an impact in European football as well. And also, when you look at from a Korean football perspective, you know, you have a player like Hwang Inbum who played for Vancouver until last year, um, midseason, I should say. But, you know, he's one of the up-and-coming players in Korea. And to see him go to MLS at such a young age, you know, when he moved to Vancouver, I think he was only 22. And um, he's he's developed somewhat. He's had his ups and downs since joining, since, since you know, he started playing in MLS. But he's had, he's had his ups and downs. But, you know, he obviously proved himself enough to a point where he earned that move to Europe. He's playing in Russia now. And he's still one of the key players for the national team as well. And so I think the perspective is changing a little bit. And, you know, now with Kim, I say, you know, I'm an official one might pretend for MLS next season, but um, he's one of the up and coming players for Korea as well. And can you, sorry, can um, you, you know, repeat playing... that? It kind of it kind of cut off. Sorry, can you repeat what you just said so people so people yeah. listen can? Yeah, yeah. No, I think you know when we're talking about Kim, I should say you know from a sort of like an official standpoint, I should say that he's potentially going to play for MLS next season since it's not official yet. Mm-hmm. But you know, in all likelihood, we will see him 
um, playing for ML for for playing in MLS for LAFC, and um, he's one of the up and coming players for Korea as well. And uh, I think the 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 impact that he'll he will make as a player for the national team and for LAFC that's only gonna you know sort of like go from strength to strength in terms of the, the exposure that MLS is getting in Korea. So I think that perspective, although it was a bit of a negative one up until about three, four, five years ago, I think it started to change a little bit. Yeah, no, and, and it's exciting. I think even for LAFC fans, you know, everything that I've seen from Twitter, yeah. uh, it's so much of the unknown, right? Uh, mm-hmm. We don't have that many, you know, players from Korea, you know, in MLS. And right. that's why I wanted to get out, get you on here. So the first thing, let, let's get this right. So people, LAFC fans, people can pronounce his name right. Um, is it Kim Moon? Juan, I heard the H is silent. No, H is not silent. It's not silent. So okay. It's, it's yeah, it's Kim Moon Juan. Um, okay. You know, Kim is close enough because that's the way it's spelled, really. But the way we pronounce it, you know, purely from a Korean standpoint, we call him Kim Moon Juan because you know Koreans we go last name first and then and then and then first name. That's what I heard. So Kim is his last name, right? Right. Okay. Kim, I uh, correct me if I'm right. Kim Moon Juan. I mean, you do. That's that's as good as you're gonna get. That sounds, pre- <laughs> that sounds pretty good to me. Hey, man. that is yeah. the truth. I, but I yeah. hey, look, I just want to educate myself as well. So no, but it sounds good, man. Trust me, that's hell of a lot better than you know ninety nine percent of other versions <laughs> of names that I heard from other people. So yeah. Uh, can, so can can what can he speak English or is he gonna need a translator? I'm assuming he's gonna need a translator. I've never seen him speak English. You know, okay, just like how most of Korean players are. You know, like. The funny thing is that a lot of young Korean players, they'll they'll move abroad without really knowing how to speak English, but they'll pick it up pretty fast because, mm-hmm. you know, most Korean, you know, most Korean kids, they grow up, you know, taking English classes in school as well. So, like, they, they have a basic understand of, understanding of what, you know, English, like, basic English phrases sound like. So, I think um, it probably shouldn't take him too long. He's still a fairly young player as well, and, you know, I when, when the club that he played for in in Korea, Busan Eye Park, is one of the clubs that you know their their foreign players have been getting along with them pretty well over the years. And to see him sort of you know show that side of him, and and you know to 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 now for me to kind of um for me to kind of like predict how he's going to fit in with LAFC off the field, not only on the field. I think you know he's sort of like a fun loving guy and i think it'll it'll work out pretty well with how 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 lafc their 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 personnel is constructed so how how did this come about uh how did this come about about kim and lafc how how do how do like people want to know like uh how did it just just explain to us yeah no i was curious about that too so i was just making some some i was just sending out some text messages and send, and, and and making some calls just to find out you know sort of like you know the behind the scene knowledge about how how the, how this move came about and i it, from what i've heard um it was it was LAFC general manager uh, is it is it John Thorrington John that's Thornton, his name right, right. Yep. John Thorrington reached out to his former teammate at Vancouver Whitecaps back in his playing days um Lee Young Pyo one of one of the South Korean legends who played for Tottenham during the peak of his career and now he's the now he's the chief executive of uh, one of the clubs in Korea called Gangwon FC and he's obviously a big voice in Korean football. And from what I've heard, um, Thorrington reached out to Lee and he made an inquiry because um, I think right back was one of the positions that LAFC really wanted to strengthen. And um, he reached out to uh, Thorrington, reached, reached out to Lee and, and, and asked him, um, are there 
quality South Korean fullbacks who would be available to play in MLS who can be a, a, a good player. And Kim Munan, obviously, you know, he's a national team player. He's one of the he's one of the three or four fullbacks in, 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 in the Korean league. And I think Lee um, made that recommendation. And that's sort of how the, the, the ball started to get rolling. So how, how, how old is uh, Kim? He is 25, turning 26 this year, from what I know. 26 this yeah, year. Yeah, born in, born in 1995, yes. So what, what, what's the type of style uh, of, of Kim? What, what can LAFC fans expect of him in the style of play? Because LAFC likes to play the 4-3-3, and that's the only way they like to play, and that's the only way right. I've ever seen him play. That's the only formation. Yeah. So if we put him at the right back, and tell us if he can also play in other positions. Um, mm-hmm. if, we, if LAFC were to put him in the right back, what would we expect? Right. Interesting you ask that because he is a right back. No question about that. That's his primary position now. But up until about two, two and a half, three years ago, he was actually, he was originally a right winger. Mm. So when you see his style of play at right back, he's not one of those traditional fullbacks who will run up and down the wing and just like whip in crosses from, from the wing. He's more of a guy. He likes to, he likes to sort of cut in field, play in the half space and exchange passes with his teammates. You know, he doesn't have the kind of range of passing that you see from your conventional fullbacks. So um, I think if LAFC, I think I tweeted about this too, but if LAFC, if what they're looking for is sort of like um, adding more width to their attack, they're not going to get that from him. It's going to be really tough mm. to get that from him. But if they're looking for a player who can combine with the likes of, you know, Carlos Vela, uh, Diego Rossi, um, Mark Anthony Kay, Atuesta, if they can, they're, they're looking for somebody on the right side who can link up with guys like that. I think Kim Munan could fit in seamlessly. But if sort of like more direct style of play, or if you know conventional crossing are their uh, preferences, then it, it, you, it, it's highly unlikely that they're going to get that from him. But you know, I've I've seen LAFC many times, and I think their style of play would fit uh, Kim's style of play pretty well. Um, although, you know, things could change next season. Who knows what's going to happen with all these uncertainties, you know. But um, from the looks of things, at least on paper, I think I think it's looking pretty good. Um, and you asked about the, his, his versatility. He can obviously play as a right winger because that's his original position. Uh, right fullback is his natural position. Now, it, that, that's what it became over the last two, three years. But um, uh, he has also sporadically played on the left side as well for his club in Korea. So maybe that's you know, one of, one of, one of the, one of the backup options that could be one of the backup options for, for Bob Bradley. And, and as a defender, how, what are, what are like, you know, what are some of his attributes? Is he very physical? Is he good in the air? What are, what are some things on the defensive end can we expect from him? So, so defensively, that's not one of his, one of his strengths for sure. Uh, He's, he's defensive qualities. But one thing I can say is that um, from a fundamental standpoint, he's a very fast player. You know, just like most, just like how most Korean players are, especially young players. He's a very fast player, so he might not have the natural sort of like you know the defensive instincts that you might expect from a player who's been playing as a defender for all his career. But just because you know, this guy was an attacking player up until about two, three years ago. Um, but you know, considering that um, he's such a he he has he's got such a great pace that he can keep up with a lot of the fast wingers that are in MLS. But, you know, if, if we're to get technical and, and to assess his defensive qualities, um, it's, it's difficult to say because uh, he is a very promising player. He's one of the most skillful Korean players we have in that position. But um, on the flip side, we can also say that he's not sort of a player who, who's, who's actually proven at the top level because his club, 
Um, they played in the like at, at the at the top flight um, last season in Korea, but they were relegated. And the season before that, they were playing in the second division. And he's played most of his professional career in the second division in, 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 in Korea. And for the national team, he's been getting selected consistently, but he hasn't been starting consistently either. So it was kind of tough to see. But we did see him start against some quality teams like Brazil and Colombia. And he's had his ups and downs defensively. He's had some, he's had some good defensive moments, but there were some times when he sort of collapsed defensively and Korea ended up conceding too. So I think the move to MLS is actually a big test for him as a player too, because I think over the next one, two, three years, him playing in MLS, we're we're gonna see if he if he can um, if he can either sink or he can really just swim and really just take his game to that next level and meet his true potential. Yeah, and I think I think that's what a lot of LAFC fans are hoping for, and you know, mm-hmm. obviously, especially uh, the South Korean fans because they'll they have more to, to obviously root for. Um, right. And th- you know, that's one of the things that you know I, I really felt like LAFC. It was a crazy year, right? Just crazy year for everybody, <laughs> but no doubt the the the, the consistency. Were there inconsistencies, but they had consistencies, and the consistencies they had last year mm-hmm. were on the defensive end. I mean, there was injuries, there was a bunch of different things, but they conceded more goals in the regular season. I think more goals than last year than the previous season. And, yeah. You know, they just scored the same amount, but I think that's definitely where uh, they're going to want to add the depth, uh, especially mm-hmm. on the right right back, because you still have, you know, Tristan Blackman showed that he could be great. Um, you yeah. know, obviously, I, we want to see when Kim gets there. He could potentially be a player that comes comes in and subs in. Uh, you know, for Tristan Blackman or, mm-hmm. or Chiqui Palacios, but especially mm-hmm. with so much going on and him playing in the in, in the national team. And I think if we look mm-hmm. towards ne- uh, well, not next year, this year, twenty twenty one, right? Um, sure. There's going to be national team call ups, and mm-hmm. from what I'm hearing for you, I'm assuming he's going to potentially be called up for the national team. Yeah, highly likely that he'll be he'll he'll be he'll be selected. Yeah, so that's a, I think that's like another thing to uh, to, uh, to take in, right? Because there's there's, there's sure. the Olympic or I don't know if they're having the Olympics anymore for the U twenties or. Um, yeah, it, it's highly likely that for the U twenty three they will have the the Olympics this summer in Japan. But I, it, it it's tough for me to say that uh, Kim Munan will play there because he's already an overage player. He's not. He's no longer a U23 player. Uh, the last time he played for the under-23 team was back in 2018 when he was actually 23 years old. Um, yeah, so uh, it, it's highly it's 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 unlikely that he'll play in the Olympics, which is a good news for LAFC. But in terms of the senior national team call-ups, it's highly likely that he'll he'll, he'll be playing for the national team. Yeah, what I was gonna say, the LAFC yeah. has some players that may be called up for the U U twenty threes for for other yeah. teams in the, in the national team. But right. uh, but yeah, I think it's a, it's a very exciting time now that you're trying to see the the different diversification of not mm-hmm. just LAFC going uh, after South American players, and mm-hmm. depending how Kim does, right, um, mm-hmm. just can open the door to more uh, South Korean players to come over and play in the MLS and, you know, get younger players to come out here. Um, obviously, I don't know the uh, Korea's uh, financial situation as a country. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're doing good, if they're doing well. Mm-hmm. But I know in South America, they come up here and they see it as a one, as a guaranteed, or at least I'm told that as a guaranteed paycheck, the life, the 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 live the the life is better, right? Your life is mm-hmm. better, and it's in a in a way, and it's an improvement of your life and a step up. Do you see? Mm-hmm. I, I know you had said this, but do you see that pathway for a lot of South Koreans coming to play in MLS? I do, I do. But I think one of the biggest stumbling blocks for Korean players when when it comes to moving to MLS is because MLS is a league that imposes the salary cap. 
it's really hard for these players to say because, you know, when we're talking about national team level players, you know, those are the types of players that a lot of the MLS clubs will be interested in because they wouldn't be interested in mediocre Korean players. You know, let's be honest there. Um, so when we're, you know, looking at it from that standpoint, a lot of the Korean players are already such high paid players in Korea that if they are to make a move to MLS, they would like at least, you know, from, from you know, from a fundamental standpoint, their demand would would, would be making DP type of salary. Mm. But from what I understand with Kim Moon-han, he is he he won't be one of the DPs because that doesn't even look like a feasible move. You're looking at the looking at the LAFC roster. Um, but you have you also have to take into consideration that the club that he played for Busan, one of the one of the teams with the lowest budgets in the K League. So um I believe his salary was something like um, three hundred thousand dollars. If I were to just uh, do a rough um, translation to U.S. dollars, and then I think his salary has doubled coming to LAFC. So when you were looking at a player like that, from that perspective, I think it works out very, very well. But if we're talking about a player who is already who has been proven in in, in the K League for four or five years, or a Korean player who formerly played in Europe or something like that, I think it's I think it becomes a lot more difficult realistically for them to play in MLS. But just from the standpoint of the player saying, hey, because Koreans are generally, they're very curious people. So when, we, when we're talking about playing in MLS, they have, that, they have that genuine curiosity about, you know, the lifestyle in the U.S., you know, the fact that MLS is now one of the up-and-coming leagues in the world. So they have that, that curiosity and that interest amongst the players. Is, it, it's definitely there. But you know the, the the financial limitations that you know the MLS has with what the with, with the salary cap, um, and you know if a national team level player in the K League is offered DP, DP type of money, I think it's highly likely that he would make that move. But you know unless it's that you know Kim Muna's move it it worked out perfectly just because of the situation that he was in when he when he, when he was playing in Korea until last year. Um, but you know, we it's it's sort of difficult for me to say we're we're going to start to see more moves from Korea to MLS. But you know, like I said, um, from a player standpoint, I think the curiosity of playing in MLS, the interest, you know, like um, their personal interest of you know experiencing that lifestyle in US, it's I think all of that is is, is clearly there. Yeah. So let me let me go back to what thing you said. You, did you so you feel like his contract he may be making. Closer to six hundred thousand. Yeah, that's what I've been told. But obviously, we'll 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 wait and we'll wait and see. That that is interesting uh, because that that is a lot of money in MLS, right? That is a lot of money yeah. uh, in MLS and because of the salary cap. I'm very interested mm-hmm. to see how they work that out because mm-hmm. they had other options that they could have picked up. And if he's making six hundred thousand, I have a feeling that's more than Tristan Blackman. I have a mm-hmm. feeling that's more than Chica Palacios. And if he's making 600000 a player like that, at least to me, should start or should come and play, right? Because mm-hmm. if when you're making that much money, that's a lot of money for mm-hmm. a defender in MLS. So mm-hmm. do you feel like because of the type of salary, he, sh- he, mm-hmm. he should start or he's going to have a really, really good shot at starting? Um. You know, it's it, it it it's funny you ask that because from a Korean perspective, the way, the general consensus in Korea when when it was reported that Kim Moon will be making that move to MLS is 
he would definitely be one of the main players for LAFC. I think looking at it from that perspective, if he were to play anything less than a starting role for role for the for 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 LAFC, it would be a if it's anything less than that, I think it would be a you know strictly from a Korean perspective, I think it would be a bad look on Kim. Just like how when Hwang Inbun first moved, made that move to Vancouver, you know, I know, I know that Vancouver and LAFC, sort of like, you know, that's a different level of competition that we're talking about. But um, if, if the same, it was the same thing with 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 Hwang Inbun when he made that move to to Vancouver. If he had played anything less than a main role for Vancouver, it would have been a major. It would have been considered a major letdown for the fans in Korea. Mm, so there's a so there's a little bit of pressure there. Because oh, yeah. uh, there's a little bit of pressure. I, I, I think from both sides, because if you come, I mean, the people are going to be hearing this. If you come in, come in making 600,000, mm-hmm. there's no way, at least to me, in my eyes, I, I can't see you coming, coming off the bench. You got to be starting um, because we know how critical that salary cap money really is in MLS. Of um, so do you feel, do you feel um, LAFC is taking a bigger risk or Kim is taking a bigger risk? I think I think I think both sides. There's a risk involved in both sides, but but for Kim though, this is a good move for him mm-hmm. because um, it's a risk in a sense that he had other options because I believe that he had an offer from one of the top Korean teams, Jumbuk Jumbuk Hyundai Motors, um, and they are uh, they've been winning they've been winning the Korean League for the last four years. Um, they're they're one of the main contenders to win the AFC Champions League every year, year in year out. Um, he had a he had an opportunity to join that team, but it just didn't work out for him. And that's, he sort of altered his way. And then now, now he's with LAFC. Um, So I think in the sense that he made a move abroad to MLS, where it's sort of like, it's more or less more like a, like an unfamiliar territory for a lot of the Korean players, just because we haven't had that many Korean players to play in MLS before. Um, Whereas if he had made a move to Europe, that would have been looked at a little bit differently, I think, from 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 a Korean perspective. So I think in that sense, it's a risk for Kim, but it is a good move for him because LAFC, we all know, people who follow MLS, they play good football, and I think it's they play the type of football that 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 will suit him really well. Um, but for LAFC, they are getting a good player. There's no question about that. He's a skillful player. Um, he offers a lot of different skills for a right back too, because you're not going to see a lot of right backs who can get into the attacking half and do the kind of things that he does because he's sort of like a playmaker as well. Mm. Um, so looking at it from, from purely a skill standpoint, I think it's a good, um, it was a good acquisition for LAFC. But when you look at the, his career trajectory and the type of football that he's been playing in Korea, because he's played a lot of years in second division and most of his national team appearances so far, it was, it was more with the, with the underage national teams, like the under 23s and the 20s. Um, so and 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 that from from that sense for LAFC, there's a risk involved there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, it's interesting, and I know uh, John Thornton has, um, mm-hmm. you know, he John Thornton and LAFC, they like to take. Uh, well, I mean, I feel like this is this is uh, this is I feel like it has to be a little bit more of a calculated risk because of, mm-hmm. of the money there, the money involved, right, with the player. Because we, I was going to say, they also bring in players from the USL, which is. Uh, the league below the MLS, it's the USL. They, Danny Masovsky came from there. Uh, Mark right. Anthony came came from there. So, they, I mean, mm-hmm. they've had success, but they didn't have the type of salaries that, you know, that Kim's going to have, you know, but they've they've had success. And also, you know, we saw Bradley Wright Phillips 
who essentially revived his career uh, with LAFC. But we've also seen players like Andy Nahar this mm-hmm. year. They, they they took a shot on him and it didn't work out. You know, Fito Celaya, who a Salvadoran player, took a shot on him and, and, and didn't work out. We've seen you know them mm-hmm. take a take a risk, and I think as fans and just journalists, cause it's unknown, right? We, we, we don't know that much about South Korean and I think right. for us, it's, it's, it's unknown, mm-hmm. but like, you know, when talking to you and you educating us, I can start to see the more things I just mm-hmm. want to see, like you said, with making that money and from a South Korean perspective, anything less than a start mm-hmm. would be in your words, a, 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 not as successful uh, mm-hmm. career path for him, correct? It, it would be considered a major disappointment if he major doesn't start week in, week out for LAFC. If yeah. he's not in the starting from a career perspective. Day. Yeah, if he does not start week in, week out, that would be considered a major disappointment amongst the South Korean football fans. Mm. Well, that's, I mean, that's good for the for LAFC fans because they know they're going to get a they're they're going to or they're going to expect a player that they know that's mm-hmm. ready to play. And it, it, and you start to look at the roster, mm-hmm. Tristan Blackman or Chiki Palacios. I mean, if he's coming to play the right back, it's either Tristan yeah. Blackman or you know mm-hmm. or Marco Fafan who they, who they also brought in. So that right. that battle and I, I like the camp the competition that they're bringing mm-hmm. in on yeah. this player with the unknown. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. Talk talk to me a little bit about the the LAFC thirty two fifty two and the Korean fan base. What what are your thoughts about them? Yeah, I mean, some of those guys are my friends, so it's really cool to see because you know LA Galaxy. You know, all due respect to them, but they've been around forever in terms of you know the duration of of, of their existence in the LA football landscape. But I think one thing that they weren't able to do or they haven't done yet was to cre- sort of like make an environment where there would be a sort of like a Korean fan base there, but I haven't really seen much of an organized effort from that, from that standpoint, from, from LA, from the LA galaxy, but with LAFC, it's, it, it's cool to see, because, but I think proximity helps too, because they play closer to Koreatown mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, with, with the galaxy, it's a little bit tougher because going down to Carson is not really, that's not an easy drive from Koreatown to LA. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I think it would work to LAFC's, um, um, uh, a favor in, in, in that aspect, but also at the same time, LAFC culturally, they're just a different club compared to LA Galaxy too. So I think that also worked for them as well. And so, you know, so all, 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 you know, all credit to them as well for that. But, you know, those guys, it's, it's really cool to see, man, because a lot of times when you see Korean football fans get together, it's every four years for the World Cup. So it's not like a regular thing that you, that, that, that we used to see in LA. But now, you know, you see week in, week out, you know, these people getting together, you know, Korean, Koreatown started to. And I remember first year when when LAFC started out in MLS, it the, the, from what I know, it wasn't that Korean fan base wasn't as big as it is now. And we've seen it grow over the last two, three years. And that's obviously that 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 was really cool to see as well. Yeah, even uh, when we we're when there were still fans, I think last season. LAFC did a, I believe they did a t-shirt in Korean. Um, All right. I, forgot, I forgot what it said. Maybe you, maybe you remember, yeah. but I remember yeah, they, yeah. they, they had some words in Korean and I asked one mm-hmm. of the fans, I'm like, what, what, what language is that? And they're like, Oh, yeah. this is Korean. And yeah. I thought that was cool. You know, I, I thought that yeah, was cool. Yeah. Cause you're, you're able to bring in what the LA, you know, people in LA and the fan base, you know, all the different yeah. parts of the world together. Yeah. No, um, the, the designer, I think who designed that t-shirt was, uh, Hogan Choi, who one of the one of the one of the renowned uh you know like football artists, football designers based in based in Korea. So that was really cool to see. 
to see that collaboration. I think Ben, one of my friends who worked for ML, for 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 LAFC, for the you know the guy I just mentioned earlier, um, he works for the I think the branding part, the, the side of things with LAFC, and I think that collaboration sort of came about through 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 him. So yeah, that was that was really cool to see that um one one of the professional professional teams in 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 the U.S. not just in L.A. Um, to make an effort like that to reach out to the Korean fans, I, I I thought that was a really nice touch. Yeah, no, just everything that's that's going on, right? Those those yeah. different designs and the T-shirts mm-hmm. and everything. It's it's really cool. Yeah. To, just to bring in the community. How, yeah, how... and to seeing seeing the Korean flag flying, you know, behind the behind the goal every every week at a home game. I mean, obviously we didn't see much of that last year, unfortunately, because of the situation. But you know, those are those are the little things that it's it's just nice to see whenever you watch MLS play, I mean, LAFC play. What's a, what's the what's the Korean fan base called? I think they're called the Tiger Supporters Group. Yeah, TSG. yeah I was gonna say the Tiger Supporters. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds familiar. So yeah. how how is how is the Korean uh, national football team look? Uh, well, how are they looking? Are they are they do they have a path on making it to the to Qatar, making it to the World Cup again? I would say that it's highly likely that they would make the World Cup because they haven't missed the World Cup since 1986. So you you know oh. you know. Based off of that, you know, it's I think it's safe to assume that they're one of the contenders to go to the World Cup from Asia. Um, but you know, with Asian football, it's you know because I follow Asian football quite heavily. You know, I follow the the Asian Champions League, I follow the K League. You know, obviously I follow World Cup qualifying as well. And I think the level of those teams that we would, you know, previously call the the, the mediocre teams of Asia, they're starting to come up considerably. But what, whereas you know the top teams in, in Asia the likes of Korea, the likes of Japan, they haven't progressed as fast as some of the teams that were in the bottom, how, how, how fast that they've been coming up. Because I'm talking, I'm, ta- I'm, I'm talking about teams like Qatar. I'm talking about teams mm-hmm. like even, even China and even yeah. teams in, in, in Southeast Asia. They're no longer the minnows that we once thought they were. Yeah. So that's what makes the Asian qualifying for, 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 the, for the upcoming World Cup so interesting. And also, and I think even nervous for a lot of the South Korean fans. But, um, you know, the, the, the belief is that Korea is obviously going to make the World Cup again. Yeah, no, and it's exciting, you know. Yeah. Just like I said, the the thriller that we got to see. Um, you know, how how did Koreans live live that that win over over Germany? Oh, yeah, man, it was it was almost like because you know Koreans take it really seriously when it comes to you know getting out of the group stage in the World Cup. Um, we call it you know like over here in America we call it round of sixteen, the last mm-hmm. sixteen things like that. And, and in Korea we call it Shinyukang, and that literally means the 16 round because you, know, you get sick. I mean, it doesn't really translate literally when you translate it to English, but whenever you see the newspaper, any article that will mention South Korean national team, it'll have the number 16 because that is the, the gold standard for Korea to get out of the group, to compete in the, in, in, in the tournament phase of the world cup. And, you know, obviously that didn't happen last World Cup. They did beat Germany, but they didn't get out of, they weren't, they weren't able to get out of the group. But I can tell you right now, the only time that Korea was able to get out of the group at a World Cup was 2002 when they hosted it. And number yeah. two in 2010, um, the World Cup in, in, in South Africa, only two, only twice in their entire history, history of all the World Cups that they've made. They've made so many World Cups, but that only happened twice. Um, but, you know, in 2018, I think that win for Germany, yes, they missed out on, on, on making the last 16. But, like, from an emotional standpoint, it almost made up for it. Because it was a struggle against Sweden, against Mexico. Those two games were a struggle for Korea. And, you know, like, most Korean football fans, I would say, 
just assume that Korea will just, you know, just, just bend over and just lose to lose to Germany. But, you know, exactly the opposite happened. I mean, a 2 0 win over, over Germany in a World Cup, especially, you know, the defending champions, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't think anybody really expected that result, you know? Yeah, no, that, that, that was honestly, in my young life, you know, that was the, the craziest yeah. World Cup, you know, I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, you get on YouTube and you see some of the Korean commentaries during that, the live commentary, they're like, yeah, I mean, you see commentators almost crying. <laughs> that's how that, that's how that's how emotional they were you know what I yeah mean? i was i was at the mexico versus germany game i was at the game oh, that was yes. insane that was man game. i was yeah. that was a good game that was crazy and i was like and it was, was funny i was game. watching um i didn't go to the i forgot who they who mexico played the last game yeah. and i think they tied or whatever whatever it happened mm-hmm. but we needed korea korea to win and i'm yep. looking i'm at the i'm at the world cup fan base and i'm looking at mm-hmm. the they have the where you go watch all the games. I forgot what they called it, but it was oh, yeah, the, the parties. The parties where yeah, you go yeah, watch the yeah. TV. So it was a right. it was a Moscow Moscow State University. So imagine like Moscow State's like the Harvard of out there. And we go watch the games because I didn't travel to that one game. And I was like, okay, if they if, if Korea wins, we we go to the next round. But we're like, man, right. I, we don't know what's gonna happen. And there was a Korean right. player next to next to us, and we're like, a Korean fan, I should say, next yeah. to us. And we're hugging and we're watching oh, the game crazy. and you see yeah. all the Mexican fans just crowded around the little, the little <laughs> screen that they have. And everybody's like, ah, and then you see the German fans on the side, yeah. all sad. And like, mm. it, it was, it was definitely a moment. Yeah, no, that it. was, yeah, that world cup, it was a crazy world cup, man. Yeah, that was, that was crazy. And probably one of the, the most fun we've had, you know, as Koreans, most fun we've had um, during a world cup of, of you know korea not making it out of the group stage and we still had a lot of fun so from that standpoint it was it was worth the experience for sure yeah yeah no definitely fun yeah. well steve i think i mean i think that's all all, all of the time we have but i want to ask you what is something the fans can politely say to to, to kim how can they say like in, like in spanish you can say vamos like let's go let's go uh, vela or like you know what's something the fans can take away that that are listening to this and say to kim and try to say to kim in korean hmm oh you're gonna laugh but you know there's a there's a very there's a phrase it's sort of like a we call it conglish korean english sort of like mesh together uh when you say kim munan whiting that means like that 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 sort of translates to like you know vamos kim Say that's that again. Like what it means? Let's go. Let's go. Let that. That sort of means like let's go, Kim. Whiting. Kimunan Whiting. Kimunan Whiting. Yeah, Whiting. Literally, it, it's literally, a, a, not even a translation. It's Koreans trying to say the word fighting ah. in English, but sort of sort of like a bastardized Korean version of it. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna save this clip, and if I yeah, get to talk it. to Kim, I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to say that to him. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully he understands me. Yeah. <laughs> no, he will. He will trust me. Cool, yeah. cool. All right, Steve. Uh, for the people that don't follow you, let the people know where they can follow you. Yeah, you can follow. You know, most of my work. Most of my work is in English. I mean, most of my work is in Korean. So unless you can read Korean, it's gonna to be tough for me to follow. Tough for you to follow my work consistently. But I am on Twitter. I do. I, I. I. You know. I tweet most of my stuff in English. So you can follow me on there. Uh, it's Real Steve Scores. Uh, you know, Twitter.com/slash uh, Real Steve Scores. Pretty easy, right? R e a l s t e v e s c o r e s. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll plug we'll plug your your Twitter uh, on the podcast yes, sir, as thank well, you. so so people can uh, can click on it and listen to it. Yeah. 
Guys, if you guys enjoyed this uh, podcast episode, make sure to give this a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. You can listen to this uh, podcast wherever you get your music, even on Spotify. You guys can also follow me at Gio Garcia LA on Twitter. And make sure to check out LA, so- LA Soccer Hub on Twitter, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. For Steve, this is Gio. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye, everybody.